Welcome to the St George's Leeds Sermon Podcast. We hope you enjoy the talk. Um, many years ago, um, I used to work for the University of Leeds, and I ended up at a conference in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, thank you, thank you very much. It's an extraordinary uh, conference, really. You can talk to me more about that later. That'll probably be for the best. But it's an extraordinary city, particularly if, like me, you like music. Nashville is home to the Country Music Hall of Fame, which is a great place to visit. It's one of the highest honors in all of music to be a member of the Country Music Hall of Fame. Johnny Cash, Elvis Presley, Dolly Parton, Ray Charles, I could go on. And sometimes people call Hebrews 11 not the Hall of Fame, but the Hall of Faith. The Hall of Faith. And as was read brilliantly for us a few moments ago, faith is the confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for, the great figures in the Bible. They were commended in the hall of faith. So can I encourage you as we visit this hall of faith to, if you have a physical Bible with you, perhaps have that open at Hebrews 11 or your Bible app open at Hebrews 11 and try to contain your excitement if you can. It might be difficult. As we play a game of Bible, guess who? Yeah. Thank you. There's a little bit of excitement. I enjoyed that. So, um, at this point in the extraordinary and wondrous letter to the Hebrews, the writer takes us on this incredible journey, incredible journey through this hall of faith, figures from the Old Testament who trusted in God. Now, my script says, it says a little bit about my personality, It doesn't. It says a lot about my personality that I find verses 32 to 35 fascinating. So the writer lists all these people by name. The bit I find interesting is the verses where there aren't any names and the writer kind of reels them all off, says, there just isn't time to tell you everything about all these amazing figures from the Old Testament, these members of the Hall of Faith. There just isn't time. So they did this and they did that. It's like this stream of consciousness. So that allows us to play a game of Bible, guess who? So, I've got a couple of volunteers. Going to have, uh, we'll have, uh, we'll have the first one, the animal. I won't say any more. I don't want to give it, come up and, uh, who is this, folks? Who, who is this? Show them what you've got there. Perhaps close the mouth of that object you've got there, that animal. What's, what's that animal, folks? And who might this be from the Old Testament? Daniel, yes, thank you very much. You can sit down. Thank you so much. Brilliant. Daniel. Daniel. Daniel, who in verse 33, shut the mouths of lions, who shut the mouths of lions by faith, by trusting in God, and survived a night in the lion's den or the front left of the church. Anyway. Now, our second and final one is a bit trickier. Okay, come up, come up. Now, it's a bit trickier here. What have we got here? 
flour, and a very tiny amount of oil. Oh, yeah. Who might this be? It's to do with Elijah, yeah. Go on, go on, Andy. You seem to know. Oh, me. Yeah, Eli- yeah, Eli- yeah, so, thank you very much. Or oh, the widow at Zarephath, or Zarephath, the widow at Zarephath. So, let me tell you the story. This refers to verse 35. Women received back their dead, raised to life again. The story's from 1 Kings chapter 17. Elijah, as you both said, is sent to Zarephath to find a widow. And he asks her for some water and some bread. And she says she only has, as we saw, a little oil and a little flour. She's going to make one last meal for her and her son before they die. But in faith, she makes Elijah that loaf of bread. With the next to nothing that she has, she makes a loaf of bread for this man. And in her faith, she sees God work in a miraculous way because the flower and the oil never ran dry. And when later on the widow's son became ill and died, Elijah cried out to the Lord and the widow received her son back from the dead, raised to life again. They're just two of the incredible stories of faith alluded to in Hebrews 11, the hall of faith. Now, it might be just me, but I suspect it isn't. When you think it's just you, it it usually isn't. There's normally somebody else thinking it. I can fall into a trap of thinking something like this. Well, that's all right for them, right? But what about me? What about me, us now? Well, we have Jesus. Jesus, the better faith. Better than all of that. The King of Kings who teaches us to call God our Father, who through his death and resurrection changes all our lives. I know we say this a lot from the front, but it's probably worth saying again. The chapters and verses of the Bible were added a lot later than it was written. So it's a good idea, and I always try and remind myself to do this, to look around a particular passage you're doing in a particular week. As we go from chapter, what we call chapter 11, to chapter 12 of Hebrews, the writer reminds us of a central truth about Jesus being the heart of our better faith. I'll paraphrase a little bit. But all these people that we've guessed and thought about from the hall of faith were commended. Yet none of them, none of them received what had been promised since God had planned something better for us, all of us. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes upon Jesus, fixing our eyes, minds, bodies, and souls on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, as the writer says at the start of chapter 12. The ancients' faith, the faith of all these people, had not yet been perfected. It was incomplete. It was unclear. And in baptism with water, we celebrate for ourselves or on behalf of our children the wondrous truth 
that Jesus is the perfecter of faith. God loved each of us so much that he sent his son to be among us, living a perfect, sinless life, dying on the cross in our place and rising again so that we too could live eternally. And that is the heart of the better faith, the gift that we do have that the ancients did not. So, I'm going to ask uh, Nathan to carefully bring me something, some water. Steady, son. Whoa. Well done, Nathan. You can go sit down if you like, or are you going to stay up here? Are you going to stay? Do you want to come around this side? Okay, great. So, the water of baptism, the water of baptism washes away, washes away what was unclear to reveal the cross of Christ, the better faith. Do you want to sit down, Nathan? Thank you, Nathan. Watch the class. So what you're saying then, Jay, great, everything is fine. Everything is absolutely fine because Jesus died on the cross and by his resurrection revealed the better faith. So all our lives are absolutely fine, brilliant all the time. And uh, that's what Christianity says, right? No, definitely not. Definitely not. I find myself saying that to people a lot. Oh, so... Christianity, oh, you're a vicar, so that means you believe that like in some kind of, you know, happy, clappy, whatever. I'm like, mm, no. You just have to look around to know in our everyday lives. We look around the world, we see too many things that are not okay too much of the time. We know that. We know that. But the promise Jesus gives us at this time is a better faith a better faith, something to trust, the invitation to call God our Father, that great promise also fulfilled at Pentecost that Jesus would send the Holy Spirit. And the greatest reality of each of our lives is that Jesus walks alongside us in the sorrows and the joys and in the days that seem, frankly, ordinary. Because for the most part, That's what life feels like. To know the Son of God, Jesus, praise for each of us that from the right hand of the Father is the better faith. It is a more complete faith than anybody in the hall of faith that we've talked about had. And so we're keeping our eyes fixed upon Jesus. We're thanking him for the cross You can come and look later. Thanking him for the cross, we're pouring out our lives once again, day by day. And we are encouraged by Christ walking alongside us by his Holy Spirit and by the signs and miracles that we see God doing amongst us even in these days. There are testimonies of people today in this room who can share stories of wonders and miracles by the work of the Holy Spirit. We live in the now. Yes, we live in the now. 
but we're looking to the not yet. We're looking to the not yet when Christ as our vision, Christ the true vision, the Lord of our hearts will return again, King of kings, wiping away all tears, destroying death. We will be risen again with him and all those members of the hall of faith, praising Jesus for eternity in perfect joy. And that is the better faith, won for us by Jesus on the cross in his death and his resurrection. Amen. Thank you for listening to the St George's Lead Sermon Podcast. For more talks or information, visit stgs.org.uk.